Right? Right. Sure. Here we go. We don't ever wing this. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show, the best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, North American Soccer Network, NASN.TV, Soccerly.com. Jason Davis, that would be me. Jared Dubois, sitting over there somewhere, Ontario, California. Hey, Jared. Shh, don't tell him, dude. I don't want stalkers showing up on oh, my door. Oh, I know. You're just going to like roam the streets of Ontario yelling, Jay Rodius. Ding. Yeah, no one will know what that is. <laughs> uh, we are here. It is a Sunday night. It's the first Sunday after uh, Premier League for 2014-2015. I-, I know this is an American soccer show, Jared, but we tend to focus on the Premier League when it comes to Americans playing there. There's nothing to talk about on that front. I mean, Josie Alter made a late appearance. I don't know what his deal with Sunderland's going to be this year after such a terrible season last year. Jeff Cameron doesn't even make the bench for Stoke, and there's there's some speculation around that. It might be a good thing, but it still doesn't give us anything to talk about when it comes to English football right now. Oh, but Tim Howard and Brad Guzan played, isn't that I, You enough? know, and, and I feel bad because I always sort of just don't care about the goalkeepers i don't care i mean those guys are great i I watched a little bit of everton game but after a while i was like i'm um mcgreedy that guy i loved watching that guy play like in that game with everton but other than that i mean i don't know i was kind of bored by premier league this week i can't i you know i i don't i'm not the guy on the west coast i'm not going to get up and watch the 5 a.m game no i luckily i got kids so the kids got me up around 6 6 30 so i caught the tail end of the manchester united game but I don't know. I guess I wasn't just as stoked as everyone else is, and that's probably not a shocker because I'm not a big European soccer guy. And that's anyway, not a pun. But, and that's not a pun about Jeff Cameron's but the club first either. Game, but the first game of the EPL season is usually I, even I get up for that. Even I like yeah. want to watch games, and I did. Yeah. Well, you want to hear my horror story when it comes to? And I like the Premier League, even if there's not Americans playing. I'll watch games. Well, what's up? I don't have NBC Sports Network where I am right now. What? I don't There's know why. A- I have to fix it. It's not under. It's not up to me to fix it. So I have to. I have to figure out a way to get that to done. I didn't know there was cable providers that still I, don't have. It's Directv, and I don't understand how it's not part of the standard package. But I, I guess I go there and it says do not have access. Order f- through the phone number. And I'm like, I, 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 what? No, kidding? No, can't do so that. You have to, to me. watch one game then. Cause there's one on NBC proper. Which one was that? Um. I'm blanking now. It I don't was know. It the second game, of the third game of the day. It was the Arsenal well, game. Oh, the Arsenal game. I think I did watch some of the Arsenal game, yes. But See, I also... This just goes to show... I mean... But uh, weekends, America, weekends are tough, so... We, we get well, mornings especially are tough. Well, yeah, I'm watching... So I'm watching that Arsenal game, and it's just one more reason why America's awesome. So we have the right to bear arms. We're familiar with guns and pulling triggers. You let some British dude have a canister of, 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 of spray. He's going to shoot himself in the face. <laughs> no American, no red blood Americans ever going to turn something <laughs> towards their face and pull the trigger. America. <laughs> Even somebody who's never actually picked up. We had this spray weapon. for two to three years. You never saw an American do that. It's a, it's kind of funny to watch the English kind of like, go nutso over the stupid vanishing spray it's just vanishing spray it's just a stupid spray it's it's yep, amazing it's huh 
but it's funny. Well, no, I mean it's it's funny that they're called like, oh my gosh, the, there's this spray now, and and it's marking. Oh, what an innovation! And well, you, you know, it's it's weird that so often like people invent things that aren't necessary. This one is actually a pretty dang good invention. No, absolutely, it's one hundred percent a good invention. I'm glad that they invented it. I'm glad that they like, did. Did, did, I, did I ever need a Beckham cam? No, I didn't. So whoever invented that was unnecessary. But the vanity spray is a good idea. And the crazy thing is, guys actually respect the fake line in the sand. They, they, like, people they don't, do. People don't cross it. I mean, it's amazing. That's all we it's ever psychological. needed with a can of shaving cream to it, stop that. It's psychological, right? Because what is the reference? Let's, let's ponder this for a second, okay? And as you said, uh, uh, the spray has been around in MLS for a couple of years now. If a referee sprays a line 10 yards, roughly, from where the ball is set for a restart, and the players creep over the line, not not a little bit, because everybody gets their toes over the line and moves up just a touch, but it's, let's say some player like stepped forward a foot and clearly was over the line, what would a referee do, really? Would he, would he give a card for dissent? Is I it that? So. No, it's encroachment, just like you, if you were to run towards the guy as he's taking a free kick. Well, then what in that case, what what's the standard operating procedure? Is it a yellow card? It's a retake of the free kick, for certain. So. That's, how it's, that's how encroachment okay. can handle the right. leagues I've ever played uh, in. All right, so there you go. But it's also, like you said, it's a kind of a, it's a psychological barrier. Well, it's crazy. So I'm last night. I'm playing in a, a poker tournament, and there's guys that I played soccer with in high school there. And one of the guys' dads is a guy we all grew up. He referee he was a referee in our league. Still's a referee to this day. He has vanishing spray. Yeah. In AYSO, like the U14, he says U14 boys love it. It <laughs> makes them feel professional. <laughs> that is cool. That is cool because there, when you play a sport as a kid, whether it's soccer or anything else. Anytime you got the stuff that the pros use that that no, that you normally don't have, it did make you feel more professional and, and cooler, right? But on the flip side, as an older guy, I hate stuff. Like, so take, for example, I'm playing indoor league, and it's being run by a guy's first time he's ever been in indoor league. He just wanted to play soccer. So I'm like, yeah, I'll play with you. Okay, So I'm playing, and he wants to make me the captain of the team. I said, that's fine, as long as you don't buy me a captain's armband. <laughs> he's like, well, I was actually going out to buy one. I'm like, no, dude, you don't get it. You don't want to be the guy in his 30s wearing a captain <laughs> armband trying to act like he's le- you're legit or something you're, like that. You're right. The pendulum swings in the complete opposite direction, right? You don't like, want that kind like, of weird you, Like, who's this guy trying do you to act be, like, hey, who's Beckham over here? You play outdoor too? I forget. Yeah, I'm okay. outdoor as well. So when you play outdoor, are there, there's those guys that are wearing the, wearing the like the new Nike Mercurial 4 Vapor Viper whatever, right? And, yeah, and, like, it happens it, more in indoor, to be honest with you. Okay, so so the but the colors, like that, like you could wear the new boots if you want, but don't don't do the flashy colors. Yeah, well, you see, I only put up with okay, I only put up with flashy colors. The only time you ever see it is when you play in all age leagues. Because okay. like those who have the dudes that are eighteen, not right, right out of high school, guys right. still playing college and stuff like that. Those guys all have that stuff. When you play in the over thirty league, it's black or white. <laughs> That's all there is. No one, no one. It, it, the harder the part, the, the crappy part is, it's getting harder and harder to find just black or white cleats. I know. That I are good. Say, I was going to say that. Isn't, that. isn't that like the problem now? Like, how do you go? Maybe out I there? want the nicest cleats out there, but I got to buy them in some whacked out color. Exactly. You have to get them in hot pink. Or fluorescent green, or uh, you know, seven different colors, or knitted, knitted. And for cleats. me, it's not even like the like the the manliness thing that people have attached no, to some of those colors. No. For me, I'm just colorblind. I don't know what they go with. Well, there's that, and again, they're incredible. They draw the eye. The whole point is to draw the the eye, and and you'll sometimes you'll hear, and, and I know this sounds like sour grapes and old man stuff. Get off my my lawn, stuff for a lot of people, but sometimes you'll see people on Twitter, sort of making the point like. Okay, so 
uh, Brian Carroll is going to wear flashy boots now. <laughs> now. Like, uh, what is this world coming to? Not, not I'm picking. I'm just bringing up a, a a random name. Brian Carroll, a decent player, but not a guy who really needs to be wearing fluorescent green boots. And I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying that, that there's there are those type of players out there in MLS, the average run of the mill guys. Like, well, while, <laughs> while, while we're being angry old men in a modern I'm not, age, but can I'm I complain not. about one other thing? Sure, go ahead. So you were nice enough, in because you know I struggle with my Matador Matador viewing. Yes, I, I I am handicapped when it comes to Matador viewing by my cable provider. Yeah, I get El Rey. You're nice, Jared. I get El Rey, but I don't get NBC Sports Network. What kind of weird, <laughs> messed up cable provider do you have? I don't know. It's Direct okay, TV. So, I'm telling you. Good. Okay. Um. So you were nice enough to point me in the direction of a online website that lets me stream anything I could ever Whoa. want. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I did I'm no not such say thing. Where it is. I I did no for for anybody out there who I did no such thing. Jared, you have you you may have stumbled upon this on your own. I don't know what you're talking about. Continue. Okay, that that aside, allegedly, allegedly. Um, so I, I go there and I watch this, and it has every TV show I could ever want to watch. But I struggle because it's one of those kind of websites where I have no idea what to click on to watch the damn video I want to watch. There's four different things that say click here to watch your video and three of them are spam. Yeah. I'm playing crap I'm crapping out my my computer browser trying to hope I pick the right one. Okay, that is angry old man stuff. That is I don't know how, how to work how the internet. Does, how does a 16-year-old know which one to click? I know which one to click. I'm I'm only a couple how years younger than you. How I don't, do you know what to click if you if you've never been to those sites? Uh I I don't know. I clicked the right one. It brought I feel like I'm 16 year old again with a girl for the first time. I have no idea what things to click to make happen what I want to (laughs) happen. I don't think you can. Jay Rodius. When in doubt, close all of the little spam windows, and usually you'll find what you're looking for. Somehow, it's there. The video is there. The video of Matador is there. I don't know okay. what to tell you. You just got to keep. It, it's there, but it's under like I, I just can't figure it out. I, okay. I don't know. I, All right. I guess I'm old. So we are recording this show uh, again. This is not a live episode. It's part of uh, the worldwide tour of one uh, Trevor Hayward traipsing across the uh, the United States of America. Currently, I believe, still in California. I, he's been in California for like six years at this point. It seems I very very. Cared, I, I wish he cared about the show. It's like he's doing. I wish he cared about the show. It's like he's doing a stint in San Quentin, and we just don't know about it, Jared. Like, what's going on here? But we are here. I, just, now, I think he has some internet girlfriend he doesn't want us to know about. <laughs> we are recording the show on a Sunday night. There is a game happening right now. Do you happen to have the, the, uh, the score ticker up in front of you at MLSsoccer.com? Uh, I do 0-0 zero, zero right now, D.C. and Colorado. D.C. and Colorado, 0-0 zero, zero at RFK Stadium, I believe that game is. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of, of MLS to talk about this week. I mean, again, there was little, very little Premier League to talk about. Although, and I guess I should circle back around, Jared, and point out, that the Jeff Cameron not making the bench for Stoke thing is apparently related to some for some European interest in his services. Some other clubs coming in for Jeff now, Cameron. I figured that was the case when I saw he wasn't making the starting lineup, but I haven't seen anything. Like, can you give me some like really unfounded rumors on where he may be going? I think he's going to Barcelona. That's what I hear. No, get out not. of here. <laughs> of course not. I I really have no idea. I really don't. Um, I saw one. And I'm or surprised two people. when I go to a place like No Short Corners, Greg Seltzer's website, and he doesn't have anything either. Usually he's on the top of that kind of he thing. He usually is on top of that. I'm sure now that uh, now that that Cameron did not make the 18 for Stoke, that he'll be looking into it and, and trying to find out 
why he wasn't in the uh, he wasn't in the on the bench at least and not in the lineup because Jeff Cameron was Stoke one of Stoke's better defenders last year. You absolutely think he would come back into this season and be a major part of that back line. Uh, but if they have interest in him, Stokes is selling kind of club. Uh, if they can get a couple million pounds for them for him, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you pull that trigger? Yeah, I think if you're Stoke, you have to. I mean, they're a type of a type of club that has to be uh, prudent and make uh, not always the fun trade, but the uh, well, the fun sale, but the what's the smart sale? And if Jeff Cameron has value above what they bought him for, and they can turn a profit, yeah. they should probably do it. I just wonder where where is he going to go? You know, I, I don't know. Hopefully it's another EPL team. I, obviously, Jeff Cameron's done well in the EPL since he started there. And the other thing is, depending on what team picks him up, what position is he going to be? Is some team buying him for as a right back? Did they see him play center back in the World Cup and they're interested in that? Uh-huh. Jeff Cameron, I mean, it really depends on what club he goes to. Is the, it, His national team fe- uh, future may pend on the position he plays, whatever his new club is. You know, I'm looking. I typed in Jeff Cameron rumors into Google just to see what oh, will come and up. It, and it gave you, like, uh, who may do his hair? Uh, <laughs> it's giving me nothing. It's giving me nothing. It's giving me... Something from uh, two weeks ago that says he's happy at Stoke. So I guess there was some chatter at least there in England as to whether or not he would move. Um, I, I don't know. There's there's these all these aggregator sites that just pull together links. So you the, the first one, when you type in Jeff Cameron rumors and sort for like date, so you get the most recent stuff. Uh, Jeff Cameron rumors and news, and it's just a bunch of links. Je- uh, oh, I was hoping it was rumors of who he's dating. Oh, well, that would be nice too. I don't know Jeff Cameron's uh, marital situation, his romantic situation, but I'm sure he's yeah, doing Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. If he's married, I said who he's dating. I apologize. I have no idea. I mean, you, you, I, I think that's fine to go ahead and speculate about that. No, it's come on. Uh, so no, no Jeff Cameron for Stoke. That's possibly related to a move, but we've got a lot of MLS to talk about, Jared. And I don't know where you want to start here. Well, we uh, can start updating the score we just gave. Uh, Luis Silva just uh, scored for D.C. to put them up 1-0 over okay. Columbus. D.C. obviously see, trying, excuse me, Colorado. trying to, to keep pace, trying to stay in within a shouting distance of Sporting Kansas City, who got a 4 nothing win over Toronto Huge. on the weekend. Uh, the first two goals came from from penalties, legitimate penalties in my mind. But do you you know you kind of get a you're getting a head start if you're sporting if you when you get those two goals and then obviously Toronto's on the back foot they're down in a couple of uh, of tallies they have to come they have to go forward Jared and that left them open and uh, Suni Saad with with is that goal of the week I mean there's a lot there were a couple of good goals this weekend no no you're wrong it's a great goal but that first touch went wait, so wait 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 are you are you going to deduct because I was going to mention this are you going to deduct points for the fact that his first touch went backwards and he had to get himself fully around it made the shot a more l- difficult a little bit okay i mean listen if it's gonna be a goal of the week you should feel like everything should be on purpose about it right i suppose listen, but obviously, obviously he wanted to shoot the ball he's trying to shoot the ball but that's obviously not the touch he meant to do no, with the ball to no. set that up but right? does it, but again doesn't the bad touch lead to a tougher shot which makes it a more impressive goal well, I mean, that's kind of like saying you fell into something that's really nice. I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> baby! He still gets an O baby, even if he didn't mean for, to. For touch me, the Justin Miram's goal is better than that one. I like Justin Miram's goal too. That one, that fully. Oh, full points for Justin Miram as well as uh, the crew took apart your Galaxy four to one. Jossie yeah. Zardes' goal was very nice in that game, too. He just came Jossie Zardes should have had three other goals that were nice, he should too, have. and he couldn't put them away. He should have. He had a couple of uh, a couple of very good, good chances he let go. And, and that was the, ultimately what did LAN was the missed chances. I mean, they, 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 they looked really soft on defense for whatever reason. I don't know what that was about. Um, but you saw 
that LA has that you know, just Jossie's artist has all the ability in the world and just isn't quite like he's having a great year and he scored what nine in his last ten, and yet he still just feels like an unfinished product. Derek, well, listen, he's a second year guy. I think uh, we may be fools a bit to think that he's somehow going to be some kind of perfect player in his second year. He's going to go up and down just like any other young player. Well, all you hope is that his team lifts him up and tries to get him more consistent and, and doesn't kill his confidence when he has uh, nights like this one. I agree that we're saying nights like this one, he's still got a goal. So, I mean, that's what got to be good for his confidence. But a young player is going to be inconsistent. I mean, that's just what, that's what the LA's signing up for when they put Giassi Zardes up front. I, I just think they've definitely got their money's worth this season, but he's going to have nights like this as well. It's part well, of the maturation process. It was interesting because last year, Arena decided to use him on the wing a lot, um, and that was not his position. That was not his best position. He's got wheels on him, but he's not really a wide player. He doesn't quite have the uh, the, the creative. I mean, he's he, he can beat players one-on-one, and I know he, he claims that's one of his better strengths, but I don't think in those situations yeah. he makes the right choices, Jared, which is what it's about. Well, you can beat a guy one-on-one, but if you don't know how to get a cross, uh, a cross off or you don't know how to cut inside and find your shot, it doesn't matter how good you are deking a guy out of his shoes. No, that's been one of the better things about his game this year is his decision-making. He doesn't try to dribble through two guys. He'll reset and, re- to, uh, and play, play the ball backwards. I think last year there was a big hesitation to him to play the ball backwards when the opportunity wasn't there. I think he's recognizing better where, where, when to pick his spots. And by being a guy that distributes as much as he tries to beat guys, it makes the defending him even harder because now the defender has to wonder which of the two options you're going to choose every time you have the ball. Whereas last year, you always knew he was going to try to dribble right at you, just yeah. hold your ground. So well, what was the... What was the deal defensively for LA in that game then? To give up four oh, to the so crew. Much ball watching. And the crew were not a team that have been pro- prolific scoring goals. I mean, again, Merrim's goal is fantastic. Outside of yeah, that, Juninho got turned though. Okay, well there you go. I mean, even even that. So what what is the deal? Just a a road trip that they weren't interested in. A little bit too much emotion from the pregame ceremony for one Landon Donovan. Yeah, I think everyone in the whole league just found out, hey, if you want to get Landon off his game, make him cry beforehand by showing <laughs> a, a video package. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we talked about the weirdness of all of that, but I guess in the end, it worked. It's reverse psychology. It's some weird way. So you're going to take the cynical route that this to is gain all about uh, getting no, him I, off his game. I'm not saying the crew did it on purpose to get him off his game. I'm saying now that there's a precedent set, every club that they play from here on out should be showing a video package and making Landon Donovan cry. If I was looking for a competitive advantage, Jared, make Landon Donovan cry. Why wouldn't you? If you want to beat the Galaxy, when we come down to those last two games of the year that you highlighted so strenuously in the last show, L.A. and Seattle, Seattle and L.A., I think Seattle, in that last home game, on the big jumbotron at CenturyLink Field, needs to really blow the doors off a Landon Donovan tribute. Yeah, but unlike the Columbus, they don't have like a big uh, historical... like. No uh, video Rolodex to pull th- uh, highlights from. No, sure they don't, but they could they could figure something out. They can do it. Uh, those are smart people up there in Seattle. I, ho- I just hope it does. Not- I, listen, if plans want to fans want to applaud Landon Donovan when his name's announced in the starting lineup, that's great. I think it's going a little too far to have like a love fest every stadium <laughs> he goes to. If that's where it's going. Well, I agree with that, but I'm saying if you're looking for an edge, make him cry. Listen, if you need to do that, you got to look at your own team. No, it's part of it's part of the whole thing. Like you have an excuse now. You don't you don't have to to create a reason 
to throw Landon Donovan off with some emotional tribute. You actually have a leg- you can you can you can hide it, couch it in uh, in all positives. We love Landon Donovan here. We, he's great. He's been fantastic for MLS. He's a he's a legend in this league. We wanted to honor him before the game. Boo hoo hoo. We win the game. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, it was a, that was a very big win for Columbus Crew, and um, I think Columbus, a team that's trying to fight with the other Eastern Conference teams for those last playoff spots, it's a huge win and for confidence, a statement. Um, and if you look at the LA players coming out of the game, uh, I can think of at least two of them, and even Bruce Arena came out and just said, "Listen, we got hosed." Got hosed. They completely got played off the yeah. field. And, and, and it wasn't one of those situations, and despite the fact that I mentioned the defensive frailties for the Galaxy, it wasn't angry, Bruce. I mean, not you know. He he has he's gone after referees before. He's obviously bitched about the schedule a lot, but he seemed to be sort of resigned to the fact that hey, Columbus was just really really good on this particular day, and there was nothing the Galaxy could do. I also don't know if Columbus was that good. I think Galaxy was just that poor. There's so much ball watching going on in the defense. Um, the pressure they were able to break the pressure of Juninho and Sarvis, and that's always been the danger is that when the two guys are going to play that that intensely and they're going to close that quickly if you can break that pressure now you're running and when you look at some of the columbus's best opportunities they came on the break when they were able to break that pressure and run at the back of the back line of the galaxy yeah. so i mean dan gargan didn't have the type of game that he's had uh, the games we've expected him to over the course of this year i think he saw for the first time this yeah. season robbie rogers actually had to defend and it wasn't quite as consistent as you would like um, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of things going on for the LA. I yeah. still think you don't make any wholesale changes coming to the next game. Yeah, Jared, uh, Dan Gargan, Jared Dubois, All Star, Jay Rodius, All Star. Don't Dan even Gargan. act like you didn't say. Oh man, I probably should have thought that too. <laughs> he he's having a really really good year, but that's not name how. A better, that's, name a better right back. That's not how All Stars are picked. It's just not how. That's not how it works in this league. You don't get picked because you're having a good year as a journeyman player like Dan Gargan. You get picked because. You're hyped up. You got some te- some uh, some youth to you. You've uh, you've been around, and everybody knows your name. That kind of thing. That's how you get picked to, to be an all star. And there were no there was no right back in the all star game except for Michael Parkhurst, who played center back most of the year for Columbus. DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, that's right. DeAndre Yedlin was was in that group. I forgot about that. He did uh, did show up there. Uh, so uh, speaking of Seattle, two one RSL over the league the league leading. Seattle Sounders. They were the league leading Seattle Sounders until this weekend because now Sporting is level on that, uh, level with them on points uh, for the Supporter Shield lead, Jared. And that was RSL being really good. R- this is this is going to get scary for the Western Conference. RSL is going to play like this for the rest of the uh, rest of the uh, season. Yeah, I mean, let's not also not let's not sugarcoat the fact that they have two games in hand as well. They played two more games. No, I'm not, so I'm not talking about they're both Seattle, but no, no, no. I'm not talking about the standings. Forget the standings in the West right now because uh, Seattle. I'm sorry, I said I said Sporting and Seattle were tied. I was wrong. Obviously, there's one point lead for Sporting and a one point lead for RSL, as you're mentioning. But I'm just talking about the way RSL is playing right now, and I'm seeing this buzz bouncing around. The league website is 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 pumping it out there. Joao Plata for MVP. Do you see value in that? Um, I see a, a possibility you can make that case, but I think a guy like Bradley Wright Phillips is gonna has a better case than Joel Plata. Okay, fair enough. But they but they're not a good as good of a team out in New York. It's not a team award. Yes, it is. It's not a team. Okay, when you get the MVP, does it say Real Salt Lakers? Does it say a player's name? It says the player's name, but the war, yeah, the award is award. but the award is partly based on how good your team is. That happens every Don't single act time. Like the like like Mike McGee for Chicago Fire last year that was terrible. Well, not terrible. They weren't good though. 
They Why, went down. He was in the MVP okay. race because he was the best uh, leading scorer. No, I, it's an individual. I, I, I understand that, but it's also relative. It's it's relative to the rest of the league. If there aren't ca- great candidates on other teams for for uh, for teams that make the playoffs, and Chicago came down to the last game of the season and didn't make it last year, then some guy who who plays for a Chicago can win. But if we're talking about what most people vote MVP, they vote for the guy who's the best player, the most important player on the team that wins. This is why Robbie Keane got so much love. I mean, he was he had a great season, but the, it was actually surprising he didn't win because he was a really good player on a really great team. I, I thought McGee winning was actually a bit of a surprise, and I didn't vote for him. Yeah, I would have. I, I think I would have voted for Diego Valeri last year myself. Okay, but, and when that's more of what you're talking about, where Valeri is never going to lead the league in goals scored, but what he does for the team makes him a valuable player. Okay, there you go. That's that. Well, but again, I mean, the MVP award is still a counting stat kind of award, though, which is why a guy like Plata can actually be in the race because he's got assists and he got goals, and he creates things for RSL to win games like they did against Seattle. I just can't believe this dude had two heading goals in one week. I know he's five foot two. He's like a legitimate five foot two. I think I think defenders look him off a bit because of that. Like you're going to try to think if you got if you're marking Joel Plata, you're going to think okay, I can play off well, him a little think, bit, try to help think, on this defender. Think about well. how think about how tall most center backs are, or most most defenders in general are. are well, you can get some short right backs, some short left backs, but <laughs> think about six foot. Think about how tall most central defenders are trying to mark a guy like Joel Plata. They look. They just look out into the world, and he's not there. He's not in their field of vision. He's too short. For their so you're field. saying they look down on him? <laughs> I'm saying that they have to look down to see him, which might actually give him the split second to make the cut that leads to him getting open for the goal. I'm saying that. Hey, uh, listen, the, the little guy can get into some tight spaces. He can. I, I think, and uh, and uh, the goal last night. Do you see it? Just it's floated long. Joe Joel Plata, the the guy, uh, the guy, uh, the MLS player. That you would most like to have if you needed someone to cl- crawl through some vents to find uh, some, you know. Find- oh, he's like the Chinese dude in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, exactly. He's that guy. I actually thought See? that too. Yeah, he's the guy. The Joao Plata is the MLS player most likely to be in Ocean's Eleven. Grease man. That's what they a, call that person. Grease a grease man. That, do we just come up with a new nickname for Joao Plata? I think we did. The grease man. I think he's the grease man. All right. So you have a RSL beating Seattle, and for a long time it looked like Seattle was far and away the best team. And we probably I, I got ahead of myself, I'm sure. I think a lot of people did. They they may come back around, Jared. And as you said, four, four last four losses in the last six. They have two games on RS two games in hand on RSL, which means they can certainly jump back over them for the Western Conference lead. But like I said, now you got Sporting Kansas City, who's and they have two games on Sporting as well. But Sporting's right there. Sporting's playing very well. And this may not be as easy for Seattle as some people might have thought. And and you look at all that attacking talent. And you figure what Chad Marshall has done at the back, and you think, well, why would they go through a bad stretch like this? But we've seen this before, even with a talented when, team. Especially when Ziggy didn't play necessarily a starting team at Starfire midweek. Yeah, I mean, these guys shouldn't have been tired. They should have been ready for this game against the, the top competition in the West. This is These are the type of games or statement games to say, like, whose league is it? Whose division is it? Real Salt Lake? So Seattle's had two of those in the last three weeks between L.A. and Real Salt Lake, and they lost both of them. I mean, right. it makes you wonder if this is a team that can go out and take the league from other teams. Is, that, is the feeling that you get that they don't have that in them? 
I just don't know. Is it, it, it uh, the first part of the season? You really they start to lull you to sleep and lull you your like break down your confidence to think, okay, this is a team that can do it. But the past history has shown Seattle breaks down when it counts, and they've <sighs> done it consistently. So are they, is that what we're seeing right now? We're seeing the inevitable kind of breakdown of Seattle Sounders is just happening a couple months earlier than normal. If we know. If we were doing stock up, stock down, sort of trending, one of those cliche posts uh, on some blog somewhere, you'd have Seattle trending downward right now. You'd have Sporting Kansas City trending up because they look really... I mean, they just got Seth Sinovich back at left back. Um, they've been starting um, a young rookie. Uh, home, I think he's a home ground signing, or I can't remember where he's from, actually. Uh, at right back, they've had some issues with the, with the injuries. They've obviously sold Oriol Russell and made some changes in their lineup, and yet here they are, and they've got firepower, man. CJ Sapong scored a goal on the uh, in this game against TFC. You obviously know about the Sunni side goal. Dom Dwyer is still on fire. I mean, he scored two from the penalty spot, but still, the man knows how to score goals in this league, and he does not stop. He will badger you to death and to just to score a goal, and he fits them so well. It's it's all coming together where you think maybe this is a, a team that's got what it takes to go back to back. I think they do. I, well, listen, they definitely got enough to go to come out of the East. They definitely have more than enough to come out of the East. You got to ask yourself: Is DC going to be hotter or something down the stretch? What team's going to be hot? But Kansas City, even if they're not the hottest team down the stretch, they're built to win. They really, really are. It's a team that's done it, so they have that kind of championship swagger now, yeah. the champion swagger. And out of the West. I I don't know, man. I, I start to wonder about Houston coming out of the East as well. Houston's starting to get a little thing together. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's really, really up for grabs. A weekend like this, yeah. a weekend like this one, the results as they came out make you question everything. And MLS has more of these than I think of any other league I ever watch because you're – your money's on LA coming in, uh, coming out the last couple of weeks. Your money is on. Uh, let, let's see who else. Uh, I don't know. Damn, I Seattle coming a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Things change on a dime in MLS. They do. They and change. They, they force you to kind of. Is is Dallas really five goals better than San Jose? A San Jose team that's actually been playing better as of late. I don't know, man. But Dallas just whooped up on them. Crushed them. Crushed them. Fabian Castillo. Akindele. Uh, uh, who is who looks legit? Seven goals on the year, I think, with a hat trick against San Jose, and and now he's pressing an issue, he's pressing the issue for Rookie of the Year, Jared, because we were ready to hand it to Harrison Ship. I was. Yeah, early in the season there was the Patrick Mullins, Harris Ship, Harrison Ship kind of back and forth. Now it's kind of I mean Patrick Mullins is kind of falling off the deep end along with New England Revolution. So now it's Harry Ship and Akin Deadly is all up in this. I mean hat trick as a rookie, that's a big deal. You know, and he's, it's not just this game. He's been a good partner for Blas Perez over the last two months. I mean, I, I want the Akindele to win it, to be honest with you, because I want that story. The You're Colorado right. Mining College guy that <laughs> makes it to the pros. You know, Colo- I want that story. Colorado School of Mines. You're, <laughs> You're killing me, dude. You're absolutely well, killing me. Like, it's not the same thing. No, it's not. Because if, if I said that you went to San Diego University, would you be mad at me? Uh, not too much, it, no. But it, listen, I'm sure the Kohlers or whatever they're they're called in <laughs> Colorado are going to put up a petition against me. The what? The Kohlers. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. Like what? What? <laughs> I don't know. Jay Rodius. A dude covered in soot. Oh my god! The the Kohlers, the Colorado School of Mine Mines Kohlers. I think they are. 
I'm trying to look it up here right now, to be honest with you. Let's see. Where is the athletic section of their Wikipedia What's page? It called? What are those things called where a guy pushes oh, the you know what? of the, the cart? You know what? I think, I think yours might be just on the... <laughs> they are the Colorado School of Mines ore diggers. Ore diggers. See, Kohler's, dude. Ore diggers and Kohler. <laughs> so, Ash, I can deli on fire yeah, for actually, FC Actually, honestly, mine's better. Okay. Do you do you, uh, did you expect this? I mean, he, he obviously a first round draft pick. You you expect something out of him in his first year, score some goals. But I don't know. I mean, I, I and yes, one, three goals in one game kind of fluffs up his his, uh, but ac- his tally. Listen, in a, in a in a league that's going a different direction with homegrown players and academies, Akindele is the is the the proof why the draft still needs to be there for some. You know, because this kid was never he he doesn't come out with the same kind of flash. He didn't had to he couldn't go through the normal system. He went through the most un uh, unconventional system ever. First of all, it's college and it's a college of mines. Okay, this kid obviously needed a different path. So the draft is still going to be viable for a lot of guys. And every once in a while, you're going to find a gem out of the draft. Yeah. Now overall, it's going to go a different direction, but. I still think for guys like this is the reason why I still want to have the draft around. It's just a guy could be as big of a deal. Do you know? Do you know where he's from? By the way, mm-hmm. he's Canadian. Ah, oh, come on. He's Canadian. He's from Calgary. So the, he's Talk one about unconventional. He's one of the great hopes of Canadian soccer right now. They're watching what he's doing in MLS and they're excited to get him okay, into now, the now team. We can't give him the rookie of the year. No, why? Because he's Can- has there ever been a Canadian rookie of the year? Is, is that a precedent you don't want to set? Is that what you're telling me? I just, I just don't want to give them the false hope. Uh, oh, oh, come on. Don't you want? Don't I'm I am solidly in the corner of wanting Canadian soccer to be better, wanting the national team to be better as a as a challenge to the U.S. as a natural rival. You know, give Mexico a fight, give Panama, give Costa Rica a, fr- a fight. Don't you? Wouldn't I feel like I should do a slow golf clap after that fake speech. No, it's real. I want Canadian soccer to be better. I really do. I think it would be more fun to have an a rival north of the border like It'd we be do. More south. fun if there's more things to make fun of with Canada. Okay, well, why are you so harsh on Canada? Dude, I lived there for a bit. You know, I didn't like it. I know. You were in Toronto. Do you, do you Are you one of those people who feels like Canada like Canada should have their own league? Why are they playing in MLS? No, no, no. I'm fine with that. I just need to know their place. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that is... Damn, dog. That's inappropriate. They, they need to realize that they're second-class All citizens right, pop, in our league. Pop quiz time for Jared Dubois, MLS historian, which you're not, but we're going to pretend like you are. I'm Go going to challenge you. There uh, have been one, two, three non-American Rookie of the Year winners. Can you name them? Uh, Damani Ralph. Uh, yes, that is one. Jamaican player Damani Ralph. Um, man. The second. Um, I'll give you a hint on the second can one. Can I get dates? 2010. Ooh, that recent, huh? 2010, yeah. four years ago, rookie of the year. Um, oh, wait, wasn't it Shawry Joseph, huh? No, 2010? What are you? No, no, but one of them. No, not oh. 2010, oh, but I no. thought he was one of them. No, no, he was not. He was not one of those rookies a year that New England had in a row then, huh? No, those, um, uh, that was Dempsey and Oh, was Parker. Andy Dorman the other one then? No, he was not either. Neither no. of those guys were rookie of the year. They had like three no. in a row, man. Who, no, they had, they had two in a row. It was Dempsey and Parker. Pat Noonan, Clint Dempsey. I thought there was a third. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. 2010, man. Who was the 2010 rookie of you, the you wanna, year? You want a hint that'll give it away pretty quickly? Go for it. All right. He was sold. Oh, well, it's not Kai Kamara. Oh, oh, you got a mental block on this one. Who was just sold? It was a forward. Oh, was it Freddie Montero? No. 2010. Who, who said forward? No one said forward. 2010, oh, Rookie of the Year, was sold. He was sold to Belgium. Wow, you are just... Oh, uh, Go ahead. 
sold to Belgium? He was sold to a Belgium team. Belgian team. In fact, he was sold. Oh, freaking Andy Nahar. Andy Nahar. Okay. And the other one is Rodrigo Feria. Did you know that one? No, I would never have gotten yeah, that never one. have gotten that one. Rodrigo Feria in 2001, Brazilian for the Metro Stars. Damani Ralph in 2003, Jamaican for the Fire. And Andy Nahar, Honduran for DC United in 2010. Uh, everybody else. Freddie Montero wouldn't be a real true rookie anyway, huh? Uh, uh, no, and everybody else, everybody else is American all the way back. Uh, so that's you know that's um, nineteen years. That's one thing that's frustrating about soccer versus other American sports leagues because when with soccer, there's so many guys that come from other places. Like in like, say for example, if you're a basketball fan in America, the first year you remember a guy as a professional is his rookie year. Okay, where you you have guys coming from other countries all the time. The first time you remember him. They're not necessarily a rookie. They're a newcomer. No, I know. Yeah, that's true. So what that is makes your point? it hard for me to catalog them in my head. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, guys who are new to MLS but have been pros for a couple of years come here, and they're not. They don't qualify for the Rookie of the Year award. Joe Plata didn't qualify. I don't think when he when he well, came he didn't here qualify because he played for a Canadian team. Well, again with the anti-Canadian bi- Canadian bias. You live in Ontario, for crap's sake. You- That's the only thing that we've gotten right is moving that dang name to get to the U.S. And, and you and you lived in Toronto in the other Ontario for a little while, and you probably have some Canadian heritage going way back. Uh, don't you dare hold your tongue, Dave. Your name Davis. is Dubois. Is it from France? Is it from Quebec? Come on. Tell me. It is the right kind of French, the one that's from the <laughs> continental Europe. The right, the right kind of French. All right. Let's look around at these scores um, a little bit more. Anything else stand off? I mean, we mentioned the, the, the routes. Um, Columbus beating L.A., Sporting Kansas City beating Toronto, Dallas destroying San Jose. The rest of these, you had Houston beating Philadelphia on Friday night. That's got to be a, um, a gut shot for Philly. I know it's on the road in Houston, Jared, but that's got to be a gut shot for Philly. This is a team yeah. that ju- you know they just qualified for the final of the U.S. Open Cup. They seem to have some momentum. They weren't that far off in the playoffs. They're still not. They're a point back of fifth place, but still, they they go to to Houston. They just sort of lay an egg there. Yeah, and it's to a team that the the, the last team they need to give points to, to be honest with you, because this puts um, Houston two points back from Philly. It was a chance for for Philly to really jump into the top half and even to take over for the New York Red Bulls and over overcome them in the fifth position. So a big game. Listen, Philadelphia Union had to be up for this game. If they can't get up for this game and try to get a result, you really start to wonder what it's going to take for them to really get on the same page. Now, Jim Curtin's got these things going in the right direction. I still believe that. Okay. Is he going to be the guy? I no. don't know if he's going to be the guy or not, but Philly, Philadelphia Union is going to have to, they have to expend a lot more energy to try to win the U.S. Open Cup than a team like Seattle or something like that who has more money to spend, has probably a deeper bench. I think Philly's going to have to, when they have these midweek games for U.S. Open Cup, they're going to have to, they're going to mortgage that against something, and that's going to be the regular season results on the weekend. And you see right here, I think, uh, I think Philly didn't necessarily look like they were as composed or as ready for Houston as uh, Houston was. I don't okay. know. It, it's I, my money would still be on. Oh, man, I can't know. I, I think I pick. If you had to pick your poison between Philly or Houston making the the playoffs, which one would you choose? Do I have to pick one of them? Because there's a very good chance neither one of them makes it. If one of the two is going to make it, which one? Okay, let's say let, let, let's rephrase. Which one's going to finish higher in the standings? Is that what you're asking no, me? No, I want to say like, if you think if one of these two teams is going to make the playoffs, which one would it be? I think Philly is a better team overall, but I think Houston probably makes it because they have the better coach. If I have to pick one to make the playoffs, I'm picking oh, Houston. Man. 
I'm at the exact same conundrum, dude. Exact uh, what, same conundrum. Uh, look, I'm I go with Houston as well. What's the What's the rule? There's a rule here. It's never Always doubt. Always pick D- Dynamo. Yeah, never doubt Dom Kinnear. And this they have they they haven't missed the playoffs since 2010. It looked for all the world like this was the year it was going to happen. They were going to miss the playoffs again five years later. And, well, look at this table. As you mentioned, they're three points off a playoff spot right now. It's partly because the East sucks. The East is a disaster of mediocre to bad teams. But I've never been to the Houston Stadium, but I just had a revelation. This is why I need to be in charge of things in MLS. Okay. If I was in charge of things in MLS, the concession area at the Houston Stadium would be called the Dine-O-Mo, D-I-N-E. Man, I don't... I can't even. That's just... What? Jay Rodius. I mean, I like a good pun. And I thought you were making one earlier when you said you weren't stoked for Premier League games. Oh, did I weekend? say that? Uh, which is just the Cali and you coming out, but yeah, but you were, you weren't making a pun then, and now you want to you want to rename the concessions at the the Dynamo at, at BBA BBVA Compass Stadium the Dynamo. Listen, if 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 LA I have to call mine El Mercado, isn't Dynamo <laughs> better than that? Was that pandering? <laughs> Oh, and everything about LA when it's pandering to Hispanic fans. Okay, that's completely and utterly. That's, it, 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 we we bought Luis, Spar- or Luis Hernandez for God's sake. Hopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was going to turn to something. Oh, I just going. This is what I was going to turn to. Remember the assignment that we gave the best soccer show listeners on Wednesday's episode, Jared? Well done by them, by the way. Yeah, you think so? We gave you as an assignment. We wanted some names for Matador teams because, as far as we know. Right now, the only teams that exist in the league in which the L.A. Riot play are the L.A. Riot and the Austin Terror, and we wanted some ideas. Jared, do you have a couple favorites? Did you, were you able to yeah, pick I out like a couple? Yeah, I this one right here. I like Albuquerque Torch. Uh, I don't know why, but good. I like it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's see. What other ones do we see? Uh, da, 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 da. There was one in particular. Where is it? Um, Minnesota Mustangs. Minnesota Mustangs. I like that one. That I, like, I like alliteration. I'm a sucker for alliteration. That, that same guy had Denver Destroyers. So I see that as well. Uh, I like this one. I have no idea why, but I like Mississippi mud flaps. <laughs> Chicago dogs, just just the dogs, just Chicago dog, not not hounds, not uh, not wolves, just dogs. Almost by the way, almost every one that's been given is an alliteration. The people like alliteration, and there's actually no alliteration in the Matador universe that we know of, and yet people love alliteration. And I think we it just it I, flows off the tongue. Well, I think I came up with De- Detroit Damage when we were talking this out. I think that maybe people took a cue from the fact I, I alliterated with my Detroit Damage. So I said Seattle Scourge, so I did the same thing. Yeah, St. Louis Chupacabras. <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? Let, they have a huge uh, migrant uh, Mexican population that's worried here, about here, things here, killing cattle. Here's one guy. Scruples. He went. We went. He went off. The Washington Weasels. The Miami Mirages. The Chivas. Wait, Mirage. Okay, Chivas Chicago, <laughs> the Baltimore Bandits, Soccering Sacramento. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I don't know what he's doing there. I'm just looking at these. I'm just looking at all the Portland hipsters. All right, come on. Come on, guys. You know, but, but you know what? We may not be able to get a real MLS team in Vegas, but how important is it for there to be a Vegas team on El Matador? Oh, has on to Matador? be. Because so think many storylines. Think of the party scenes that they can have. Well, if you're if you're writing that show, and you're there has going to be a Vegas team, there has to be a Vegas team, and there has to be a Miami team, right? And it's got to be a, a Vegas team is owned by a guy that owns casinos, right? Oh, it just 100%. has to be that way. Yeah, and and Andres Galan. casino mogul, and Andres Galan has some business. 
with the casino mogul, something. Obviously. Some kind of shenanigans are I'm gonna going go on. I'm going further than that. They have a bet because it's Vegas, right? So they have to have Ooh, a bet okay. on something. Okay. Well, we just had a gambling episode, which I, I don't know if you caught up yet. We just sort of I'm had a fairly caught up. The the, the, uh, the site a, in question. It wasn't kept, a bet. Like freezing well, up on me. Okay, it was it was a bet for the cocoa the control of the cocoa fields in Nicaragua. Where apparently oh, I, totally, I totally forgot to tell you something about this episode. I realized as I was watching it. What's that? So they're at that party, the the uh, meet all your enemies party at yes. the uh, at the beginning the uh, the social. And they point. He points out to the guy that's the Nicaraguan guy that has the thirty goals. The guy standing right next to him. Who may have been a player later on is the guy. He's the footballeros captain at the Galaxy. The guys during halftime oh. to do all the tricks, juggling nice. for the crowd. Nice. That is the guy that runs the footballeros. Well, did you catch in in the game action from the last episode where they actually played a game against the Austin Terror? Did you catch the Kyle Beckerman clone out there? There was a Kyle Beckerman clone. I it, I swear there was a guy running around midfield with dreads, and I was like, that can't actually be Kyle. You sure, Beckerman. it was just Pigpen from the from <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> I I swear that I kept looking, like you know, they they flash cut so quickly during game action because yeah, they don't want you to notice that all the crowd is fake. Yeah, you know, there's that playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. But I swear this guy was it looked like a Kyle. Now anybody, any guy, any midfielder, central mid of decent stature with dreads is going to look like Kyle Beckerman at least from the back, right? Yes. You're going to mistake him for Kyle Beckerman. May, I, again, I don't think it was. That would be very strange. And I have heard no, I've heard no rumors about the involvement of actual MLS players in this show. By the way, how would there not been actual MLS players in this show, Jared? You know what? I'm not sure. I, you hmm. think that would go they, against? They've, they've been alluded to. Obviously, Landon Donovan's name came up. Right. Man, do, do you yeah, think? You know what? You would think at one of the party scenes there would be like players. Well, there. consider consider the style of the show. And I just did the drop that tells you what this show is about on some level. Consider that. Considering what we just talked about last week, where there was a little, there's a still a little bit of that family friendly that runs through MLS and can't get rid of it always. I think that maybe the league would frown upon a player appearing on a show that's clearly adult themed. I would hope. I would hope not. Me because too. I, I would hope not. I want my players to be kind of like that. What what player do you want to see on Matador? Well, see this thing. I don't know. The, the league controls all contracts, so this isn't like a team giving permission to like an NFL player to go on Entourage or something, because that's the the equivalent, right? There should be some some MLS player should be making a cameo on this show. How that has not happened yet, I am blown away. I do not know. Yeah, because think of it. They have two teams worth to pull from. Right there in LA. Well, yeah, but there's only one. There's only one team with any sort of star power. That's what I'm saying, baby. I just want to make you say okay. it. Okay. Well, we just, we we know we know. Someone seems to think you have talent, but unfortunately, this is Los Angeles. I need more than talent. I need stars. So there you go. Robbie Keane, Landon Donovan, Omar Gonzalez. I mean. You know, even throw a uh, throw you know, Nino I, I think in there. There's probably only one real like club rat probably on there. Like obviously, it's, it's Robbie Rogers. That guy, you know, he's at the clubs. Okay, sure, but okay. So he's Robbie Rogers seems like he's got his stuff together. He always looks good. When he's on camera. He's on like he's in like you see him in magazines and stuff like that. He goes out. You don't even see other LA players out. You don't ever. Is no, that because not really? I is mean, that because they're much? Hold on. Is that because they're anonymous or because they don't go out? I don't know. Maybe Robert, maybe Robert Rogers just gets. Maybe he has just more hype around him because that was part of the publicity of beating Robbie Rogers in the first place. Okay. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Dela Garza would like it, like rubbing elbows, you know, sure. with the Matador folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, 
if we could have some sort of showdown that involved Holster and Omar Gonzalez, how good would that be? I mean, they could play pretty speak. good. But more than that, all I'm saying is that have a Vegas team. Okay, have you gotta have team. a Vegas team. You have to have a Vegas team, and they, they have to be they have to be named something gambling themed. They have to. So they have to be like the the Las. Ve- I mean, they could be like the Las Vegas Outlaws. Las, Las Vegas Snake Eyes. Las Vegas Snake Eyes. Uh, Las Vegas Blackjack. Las Vegas. Um, I, I don't know. You could call them pit, pit bosses. bosses. <laughs> I just said we just said the same damn thing at the same damn time. That was really <laughs> weird. All right, uh, we don't have a jinx button on this show. Uh, we we got a little bit of time left. We we've, we've covered most of this MLS action from the weekend. I don't know what. Yeah, other- let me give you one more thing. Well, let me give you one more bit of business from Europe that may have flown on the radio under the radar a little bit. Um, what's the kid's name? Rubio. Mm-hmm. Ruben Rubio is that his name? Under yes. twenty U.S. national team plays yes. ninety minutes for Utrecht, the same place that um, Agadello was last that, year. Uh, Agadello was just last year. So this is a young kid who had a lot of hype, a lot of hype. I mean, yes, if you he look, he's in hyped. the ASN one hundred right now, and he hasn't done much with his career just yet. He's all on hype right now. But the kid guys, and it goes ninety minutes to the Eredivisie. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty nice debut. It is. I. It is. That's the start of something. We'll see if he continues to to contribute regularly for Utrecht, and then we can start talking about him. And and legitimately wondering, you know, right right now he's what a U twenty player, right? I'm saying that's one of the only dang Americans to talk about in all of Europe right now. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Like you speaking, mentioning Agudelo of the Agudelo, he has no team right now, as far as I'm aware. He's still in limbo somewhere. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, Michael Stevens is I think has two goals in the last three weeks for yeah. Steinbeck. Yeah, and uh, Bob Bradley's you know he's been a little up and down there since he took that. And who job. else does he have over there? Does he have um um. Uh, Johan, um, dang it, he has another American on that team right now too. Yeah, I can't remember who. It, I mean, no offense to Michael Stevens and the other American, but just it's not the greatest league. I mean, clearly, if Michael oh, Stevens clearly because Michael Stevens is there, <laughs> or because they took an American as a coach. No, I don't know which direction you're going with because, because of Michael Stevens and his success. Let's be let's be fair. I liked Michael MLS, Stevens. MLS Cup champion Michael Stevens. My, MLS Cup champion Michael Stevens. Very good as a rookie. Michael Stevens was kind of pushed to the fringe at LA Galaxy, which is why he was loaned out to Steinbeck. but not good enough to be a starter for probably three quarters of MLS, maybe more than that. Oh, Andrew Jacobson, that's who's there. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. These are good MLS. Like these are MLS journeymen, veteran kind of guys. These guys right. who had a career. No, in MLS I'm, look, I, I am it. not denigrating Bob Bradley's efforts there. I'm not denigrating Michael Stevens and Andrew Jacobson's efforts there. I'm just saying. You know who, is, you know who is about uh, denigrating Bob Bradley's efforts? That's the uh, Norwegian press. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> good for Bob standing up for himself. I mean, I, I don't. I've never thought of Bob Bradley as being tactically naive. Like the guy knows what he's doing. I don't know, you know, I don't know what his level is necessarily, but the guy's, he's a really good coach. I mean, I think he suffers from having never played the game at a high level, and I think he suffers from the fact he's American. If he was, if those two things were different, he'd be, he'd have a much bigger job somewhere. And he still, I mean, he still may get a better, bigger, bigger and better job somewhere. I think uh, with Crystal Palace in need of a manager, let's go, I, let's go. Still- my money's still on the down the road, either Brad Friedel or Jason Christ doing that. Being the guy that breaks through in England? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be Premier League, but maybe championship level. Okay. Fair enough. And uh, I just think Brad Friedel doesn't have to put up with the... I don't think Brad Friedel has to put up with the bias. 
like uh, I know, right? other coaches would because of his his resume. It's like he's it's like he's morphed, like he's transformed himself into half English at this point, and well, now his voice has. Well, there, there's that. I mean, maybe that's the trick. Maybe Bob Bradley. And Bob, there was actually some some talk about Bob Bradley in that video in which he sort of went after the the Norwegian reporter. Bob Bradley maybe he got some jersey in there, didn't he? Well, he he's got he's always going to have the jersey. But there was some talk about him him maybe picking up some Nordic speech patterns, and I think no, that's just natural. I, I, I know what this is. I know what this is because I live in a state, in an area of the state where it's very bilingual. I have a tendency, even like when you're talking to someone who's you know whose English isn't very good, for some reason in your head it means if you can say your English words like they would say their English words, somehow they're going to understand you. Okay. Like I start saying my words in English with like a, a, a like a, a Latino accent. I don't know why I do it, but and lots of people do it. It's like for some reason you think that you're speaking their language that way. It, yes, the, it, like it's, it's it's subconscious. You can't help it. That's what I'm saying, though. Bob Bradley probably doing that a little bit. I think that's I just natural. Hope he was having to go at him with that, but talking to him. Like that. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 all right. Well, I mean, again, that's the jersey, but that's the jersey coming out, right? That's what, exactly what Bob Bradley needs to throw around a little bit. There's no reason to be different, to not be yourself. Doesn't matter if you're in a foreign country. Doesn't matter if you're American and you think that they judge you differently because you're Americans and Amer- Americans know nothing about soccer, football, whatever. Speaking the- of Americans knowing nothing about soccer, we didn't talk about the fact that I love, love, love the NBC Sports promotion of having all the English taxis with the club teams in New York. Have okay. you seen that? Uh, I did. I heard about it. I may not have actually seen the taxis, but it sounds fun. Sounds great. Yeah, this, I just think it's a nice novel way of uh, of promoting. I, I really dig it, and I'm I really kind of want to see what the numbers are for the EPL opening weekend because I want to see if the EPL got a good bump coming out of the World Cup or not. Okay, be curious to know what that's like. They didn't get my viewership, unfortunately. They got some of yours. And oh, I, I, like, yeah, I guess well, you would have got yours if you had the channel. In, NBC does some very good work. With this league, and they cover soccer very well, and I love. I, I'm, I'm so you know, I'm obviously dis- as disappointed as anybody to see MLS move on from NBC this after this year. But there is there yeah, are some bad. people out there, and there's some the way some of the ways that NBC promotes soccer and the Premier League. I, I, I look. I understand. Like there's, what? Like what? I don't know. They, I don't know. They 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 pander, but they pander in a in a sort of reverse kind of way it's hard to explain I, I i'm, I'm going to go down a bad road i saw somebody today let's just say this Hopefully okay American. i saw somebody today somebody i respect a writer a, a guy who likes soccer but who writes for a major periodical of note in this country tweet hmm. tweet that uh that a certain pair of english gentlemen appearing on nbc was like watching armstrong land on the moon hmm you know it's not like armstrong landing on the moon because that was an American doing that stuff. <laughs> Look, and I got there's no I, I have no hate for the for the guys that are going to go pre- present the Premier League and with with an English accent and everything. It's just you know, it's just that we, well, we what, seem that's to their place. Isn't that what you've always wanted? You've wanted Americans calling American uh, soccer. So should you have British people calling British soccer? Yeah, sure, absolutely. It's not it, that's not my issue. My issue is my issue is the way that they get. Uh, see, I can't do this. I really can't. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Yeah, here. You, you. Let's just stop it with your <laughs> issue. We'll keep it as your issue. Oh, oh, you're gonna let me sit out here on the island? You're not coming with me, you partner. Have, you, you know, you have an issue. You're I not, make fun of you all the time for having an issue. Okay, on uh, okay. Like you don't have your own issues. Oh, I have issues. Don't worry. I have what, plenty of man, issues. Man, we should. This we, is your one. One of these days, we're gonna do a completely 
open and honest pull back the curtain episode of best soccer show and we're gonna put it in a secret locked location that only people with the, with the password can get <laughs> as blackmail we will sell no we will sell the password for like a hundred bucks a pop and you'll be able to listen to us say what we really think sure. about something Jason Davis and Jared Dubois hate each other behind the scenes <laughs> you guys have no idea what's really going on here oh it's so we just like we rail on how like our we hate we hate each other's children here. oh yeah we're like uh, Simon and Garfunkel at the end just it's not good guys you have no be the guy with a lot of hair um yeah i guess I mean, you can have success you can be possible well, i mean you can have all the success it's not like still gonna be short guy that's bald it's not like like it's not like simon and garfunkel are unique in these partnerships that go sour that happens all the time i i i, I could name a, a thousand of them if my brain would work right now there's a lot of those a lot of i'm saying i don't amazing. mind being the garfunkel he was the good looking one and he was the harmony he was the good-looking one? Uh, okay. You know, Paul Simon was a good-looking guy when he was young. Paul Simon is one inch away from being a hobbit. He is very small, but he was a good-looking guy when he was younger. <laughs> he is a small he person. He's like Bruce Arena. Have you seen Bruce, 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 <laughs> Bruce Arena in the 70s? <laughs> yeah, Bruce Arena, the athlete. Bruce Arena, the goalke- goalkeeper drafted by the New York Cosmos, Bruce Arena, back I'm in the just, day. I'm just saying, they had the same hair. They, they, did, they did have the same hair. <laughs> I don't know. We went off the rails. This is what happens when Trevor is at San Quentin. I have no idea what's going on tonight. We're just compl- and and look. Let's be honest about it too. No Americans playing in England has thrown us for a loop. We have nothing to talk about. There's no national team news. Oh, they canceled the, the friendly with Ecuador, but they're going to go play some other team. I, I, post. I thought it was Colombia when they got canceled. well. What Colombia got canceled? They're going to play Ecuador. Whatever. I, here's my point about that. Post World Cup friendlies in the same calendar year, they don't mean anything to me. I remember that. Okay, well, let me tell you one thing that should mean to you. Then, do you turn one of these into in, one of these into a Landon Donovan testimonial match? I would, but I'm not Jurgen Klinsmann, and he's not going to do it. That's not how Jurgen Klinsmann so operates. Who's going to do it for him then? If if U.S. Nobody. soccer's not going to do it for him, who's going to? Nobody's going to do it. The, 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 That's messed up. The That's galaxy will up. have one. The this ga- guy deserves a testimonial. The galaxy will have one, probably with San Jose involved somehow. Donovan will play a half for each team, and and that'll be it. It'll be a it'll be an MLS testimonial situation for Donovan. But but not a national. He's not going to get a national team testimonial. We don't do that. That's did that's Brian Mc, did Brian McBride get a national team testimonial? No, but he's not Landon Donovan. Okay, but he was Brian McBride at the time. Did John Harks didn't John Harks get a testimonial back I in the day? I don't remember. We need we need a U.S. soccer historian to tell us what if there have been player hey, testimonials. Won't Tim Howard get a testimonial either from Everton or from the U.S.? He'll get yeah, he'll get one. From somebody, but again, I don't think the U.S. soccer wants to set the precedent where they they do this. Why not? What's what's negative about it? What's not? What's not a win-win here? You had, then you feel have to do it for everybody because Jurgen Klinsmann doesn't like Landon Donovan. Yeah, that, there's I mean, that's the real issue. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is. This is this, this is, is the chopper. If Landon Donovan doesn't get a send-off, now it doesn't have to be a test. Okay, when you say testimonial, that's basically a an exhibition we throw together just for Landon Donovan. You could use. I want, the, I want one or the other. Okay, either one. You you also you're actually presenting presenting the possibility that Klinsman calls him up for one of these friendlies, gives him a half, sends him off. Everybody cheers, right? That's sure. that, that that is as good. We don't need a testimonial game just for him. You could call him I up. I kind of want a testimonial game because I want a bunch of like big name people coming and just having fun. What I want, what I want to see is what Mexico just did with Blanco before the World Cup. Now they did it in a weird spot before the World Cup, but you don't you don't have to worry about the World Cup now, Klinsman. You can have Landon Donovan in your team for the for a friendly that nobody cares about anyway. Give him a half. Give him thirty five minutes. And let, I think they should make a U.S. game versus Mexico for, for a send-off. That would be awesome. It's not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen. Wait, we're going to have 18 USA Mexico friendlies between now and the next World Cup. Make one of them for Donovan. It's not going to happen. It's just I don't think I just don't think it's going to happen. I think there's too much there's just too much built up on that end. I don't know. I think Donovan really really pissed some people off, and I don't think they're going to do anything for him. Even if it's the quote-unquote right thing to do. I think it's it's damn childish to look over the entire career of your most important player because he left a bad taste in your mouth at the end of it. You know know who's Garfunkel? I mean, who's Simon? Landon Donovan's more Paul. Landon Donovan's more Paul Simon than I am. Who's Garfunkel then? Steven Lenhart. That's who's Garfunkel. (laughs) Well, they don't play for the same team, so... No, but he's got that Garfunkel hair. He does. He does have the Garfunkel. No, I think you have to make Omar Garfunkel. Omar Landon. Omar ain't nobody's Garfunkel. No? Okay. You're saying his voice is bad? Are you saying that Omar Gonzalez doesn't have a good singing no, voice? No, when, when I think of Garfunkel, I think of a pasty kind of awkward white guy with, <laughs> with like bushy hair. He was that. All right, that's going to do it for the Best Soccer Show on a Sunday night. Uh, we will be back live, actually live, and video on Wednesday. So mark your calendars for that. Uh, Jared Dubois, Jason Davis, uh, we'll, be ga- we'll be back then. Anything else that we need to hit people with before we go? Twitter, Matador team names, still doing that? Now, if it, listen, someone's got a good one. I want to know your Vegas team names. For yeah, team. that's your new assignment. Drill down specifically on Las Vegas. We'll pick the best one, and we'll pitch it. Because we'll, we got that kind of pull with the Matador people now, Jared. They totally pitch a, a oh, team yeah, you, name. We both have an email of a person at the Matador team there. Oh, yeah, yo, look at you dropping nuggets. All right, it's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you guys well, on Wednesday. Saying, should we use it for good or should we use it for evil? Oh, we totally use it for, for our own purposes, whatever that means. <laughs> All right, let's talk to you guys. Bye. Playing hot dogs and donuts with two fangirls in the locker room. Jay Rodius.